And we're back. A nice little short, and we're back for Sunday. It's a Sunday fun day here. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy belated St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Uh, hope you are enjoying all of the festivities and March Madness and uh, whatever else you do on St. Patty's Day. Hopefully your bracket's not completely busted like yeah. ours. Well, uh, I mean, don't say that just yet, Rob, because with me, as always, is my co-host, the man with the only perfect bracket <laughs> so far. It is Mr. Rob Young. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm on high hopes. Okay, I can't believe, you picked Oral, can't believe you picked Oral Roberts, man. I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> You know, I, I think it was a mistake, actually, but, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> He's still in the running for Warren Buffett's, what is it, million-dollar prize every I mean, year? Yeah, it's a million dollars. <laughs> it's life-changing. You just bought a house. So you, know, you, you could use that. I could buy a second house. No, oh, you could buy right across the street. Yeah, just I could build, buy the neighborhood. You could, build, you, you, could. you could build, like, a sky tunnel. Yep. All right, we'll, we'll work on those later. We don't want to count our chickens before it hatches. <laughs> could buy an entire room dedicated to beer fridges. Oh, you could just have a beer house. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to table this discussion. We're out of something. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous. Um, yeah, so we got a, uh, I don't want to say an exciting show for some, but uh, it is. <laughs> Not so much for Joe. It is the Guinness show. It's been, uh, I think Rob had put it, put it elegantly right before we uh, hit record, Rob. What, what has this been? It's been one year in the making because it was. We were going to go to the beer tasting at the Field Museum downtown. And literally the episode we were planning to record right after was Guinness slash St. Patrick's Day. Right. And it was, it never happened because everything (laughs) shut down then. (laughs) So one year in the making, actually over one year in the making because we're past St. Patrick's Day now. Yeah. But it's still still St. Patrick's weekend. St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes. So, you know. It works. So it is Guinness Day slash... Rob makes Joe drink stouts again. Yeah, uh, it could be the last time this happens for a while. Who knows? Potentially. Um, potentially. We've got, a, we've got a large list of things to do. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be a silent show for me. I'm going to let Rob do the history. I didn't look up anything. Uh, I'll just put little little silly quips in there. Uh, so Rob, this is probably one of your, I think it's safe to say, like top five breweries of all time. Yeah, um, I mean. Maybe top one. It, it, it's my dream to go to Ireland and, and see the brewery in Dublin. So, um, I mean, it is, yes, top of the list. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's jump into the history before we uh, do you want to do a, just quick. Oh, gosh. I It's been so long. I, it's, it's, it's been, been a long a weekend. I've been uh, a little inebriated. Um, <laughs> yes, Rob, do you want to tell people where they can reach us uh, on social media? Absolutely. Download Untapped if you haven't already. Dope Beer Bros. Email us, dubbeerbros at gmail.com. Listen to the past podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, Twitter, at dubbeerbros1. Instagram, dubbeerbrospod. Like and follow the Facebook page if you haven't already. And as always, check out the past quarantine episodes on YouTube. Yep. Well, uh, Rob and I have our beer bracket, so we'll, uh, we'll probably have something for YouTube soon to, uh, to add to our little collection of videos there. Absolutely. Um, but yes, Rob Guinness today... I guess I'll, I'll tell us what we have on tap here. We have Harp, uh, Guinness Baltimore Blonde, Guinness Stout, and that better be extra stout. Good. It is extra stout. Not it's coffee. not the coffee stout. Good. I would have I would have ended the show. I do have a coffee stout in the fridge. Are you sure? You can have that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm not going to deprive you of that. <laughs> uh, so, interesting. I think I've only had 
two of the four items out here. So, yeah, harp, yeah. harp used to be a big favorite, I think, for us, like way back when in our college days. Yeah, it's a, it's a good beer. It's uh, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll get to that. Yes, we'll to that. Rob. First, let's go ahead and get a little history here on Guinness. Yes, so uh, Guinness dates back to 1752. Arthur Guinness inherited 100 euros from his godfather. Uh, actually, I think that's supposed to be his grandfather, which roughly is $120 today, which kind of think about it, actually. That's kind of a lot of money back then. Uh, yeah. That, yes. <laughs> so he decided to open his own uh, ale brewery in uh, Lexlip, which is about 12 miles outside Dublin. Later in 1759, he signed a 9,000-year lease at St. James Gate in Dublin. It's the Bobby Bonilla contracts of... Uh, that's unbelievable. Like, that's, that's never going to go away. No. It's going to be just passed on to generation. Uh, so that's where they are currently. Uh, Ten years later, the first barrels of ale were exported to England, a sign of things to come. 1799 then rolls around and the dark beer trend kind of comes. So in London, a dark beer called Porter begins to become popular. Arthur decides he wants to get in on this and stops brewing ales and starts brewing dark beers. Later in 1801, Arthur releases his first Porter, which today is now known as Guinness for an extra setup. That was one I was trying to find, but they were sold out of the binnies. So mm, interesting. Unfortunately. Uh, later in 1803, Arthur Guinness II took over for his father after the, after uh, after his father's death. Uh, 1821, the precise instructions for brewing Guinness Superior Porter, which was then the beginning of Guinness Original, what we know today, and Extra Stout, which is one of the beers we're trying. Um, they finally had these instructions in writing. Uh, and then him... Uh, Arthur Guinness II and his son Benjamin continue to push for more exportation of their beer, while most local Irish breweries stayed domestic. And that was kind of due to, like, uh, I guess everything was traveled through sea back then. Yeah. It was really rough. Well, I think that's probably a big reason why porters were always, you know, I think we talked about this on our stout show yes. a while ago. It was like, you know, the reason why porters and stouts were so much more popular back then was because, I mean, they're popular now, but way more then because... You didn't really need to store them in refrigeration. They could no. they could stay pretty okay for a sea length's time. Right, right. Uh, and then 1862, the Guinness logo is created. You know, the famous logo that we know now with the, the heart. famous heart. So it's skipping ahead to the next century. 1901, the first Guinness Research Laboratory was established. This is quickly followed by an experimental brew house and air experimental maltings spearheading the transformation of St. James Gate into a state-of-the-art 20th century brewery. And then in kind of going, a, going ahead uh, before I go back, in 2000, <laughs> they turned the fermentation plant into a museum. So that's actually really cool. cool. Something I'd love to see. Uh, so kind of moving along, creating the modern Guinness drought stout. So I didn't realize Guinness original didn't actually come out until 1959. Huh. And I guess it's not that original. I guess not. <laughs> uh, so scientist Michael Ash was hired to help create the perfect beer. And he figured out a way with the skillful pairing of nitrogen gas and carbon dioxide, the first nitro beer was born. Uh, 
1988 then they released the beer into cans with the nitro widget and then we're able to figure out how to keep it nitroed in bottles in 1999 when they released guinness in bottles <laughs> uh so later in 1960 then harp was introduced uh to compete with the growing popularity trend of lagers you know we kind of talked about mm -hmm. on our light beer uh special you know this is kind of around the same area where you started to see more like lighter beers come into the tr into right. the market and the industry um harp became a popular comp or be i'm sorry harp became a company the year after um and it was started by people from guinness Bass and other breweries. It was distributed by Guinness, though. Oh, okay. I, just, I always thought it was just mainly a part of right. Guinness. Okay. Yeah, and I I thought the same as well. But then actually, Harp separated from Guinness in two thousand five. So now Harp is entirely a, a a company of their own. Huh. So technically, it's not a Guinness beer, but you know we're gonna count it today. It's in the family. It's it's an it estranged is. like uncle. Right, of, and it's still the got the, family. it's still got the you know the the harp logo, the famous on, harp yeah. logo on the on the bottle cap and the and the bottle. So a uh, little fun fact, and I've been trying to find this forever. I don't think I'll ever find it because they probably stopped distributing it at, at, in like twenty sixteen. Probably because it sucked. Yeah, it probably just didn't turn out well. <laughs> but just a little fun fact: in twenty fifteen, they had released a nitro IPA. Um, maybe maybe. It's still on tap in Dublin at the St. James Gate facility, but... It's possible. Who knows? So, yeah. That's our little backstory on a Guinness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, I mean, fuck, 1700s. It's like $120 to start your own ale house. Obviously, $120 back then was like a mill. Right. But, like, think about it now. Like, it costs over $120 probably to get a home brewing kit. Like, that's that's worth your while. So, it's true. It's um, true. Just kind of funny to see that, like... I'd like to start my own brewery for one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty nice. Still, kind of come from humble beginnings. <laughs> just a bit, just a little bit. And uh, they still have about eight thousand years left on their lease. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alrighty. Yeah. So, like I said, we have Harp Guinness Baltimore Blonde, Guinness Original, and uh, Guinness Extra Stout on today. Uh, Rob, let's uh, let's jump into Harp. Yeah, let me get Hold that on. cracked open if you want to read the description. Sure thing. All right, so this golden amber-colored lager offers slightly sweet malt aromas with some floral hop scents. It is medium-bodied with a creamy mouthfeel, a good anytime lager. I agree. Uh, this one is 4.5% ABV, so very nice and light. Very easy drinking. Very light in color. It is. The, the bottle. Did the, they go through a redesign? Yeah, I was just going to say that. They've gone through multiple redesigns. So it's kind of looked like that in the past, but it was mm -hmm. green. You know, um, just kind of maybe go on board with more of the kind of Guinness St. Patrick's Day type of look to it. Yeah. Then it kind of went through like a like a dark navy. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And I also... Like, kind of a sleeker look, Maybe this I guess. is a Mandela effect in my mind, but like, didn't they used to have like the heart imprinted on the bottle? Too, or I, yeah, like they did. Yeah, yeah kind of similar to how Guinness had the has the harp imprinted on their glasses. Yeah, this was on the bottle, um, and now now it's kind of um, it's kind of more classic looking. It, yeah, it does it, it does have that kind of just like classic kind of seventies vibe to it a little right, bit. Right, yeah. and you got the the giant harp logo across the neck of the bottle, mm -hmm. which just says Harp Lager in the you know in the blue 
band, I guess, around it. <laughs> it's a good-looking blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to the beer, though, like you said, Rob. Very light, uh, very carbonated. You, you can see a lot of Very the, bubbly. A lot of the bubbles coming up. Decent foam head. Um, very see-through. Yes. See right through. Smell-wise, I mean, you know, like I've said thousands of times on the show, it's about as similar as you're going to get with, you know, lagers. With most lagers. There, I do get a slight sweetness in it. Yeah, but um, you know, it might be more like the I got yeah the floral sense. Right, but Rob, there's only one way to find out. Let's dive in. Cheers. Cheers. Very very good. As crisp and refreshing as you can. Yeah, you can want from a lager. Absolutely, it's you know it's it's a per yeah it's perfect. uh, Yeah, perfect kind of just anytime like it says anytime beer. You're going to be able to enjoy it if you're not a Guinness fan like myself. Like, you still want to get into that vibe of uh, St. Patrick's of Day, St. Patrick's and Day, and you don't want to drink a green beer. Go with Harp. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just perfect. Yeah, there's really not good beer. It's not you're not going to write home. No, about it, but it's yeah. There's yeah. there's only so much we could probably say about it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, I feel like a lot of um, you know. Uh, and I've always heard the stereotype that American, you know, American beers were always light and shitty. <laughs> um, and this is very much inspired by an American beer. Yeah, it is, and that's that's the funny thing about it. But still, it's a European company. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, but they do a great job. I mean, it, it, you do kind of get that classic American type of lager taste to it, where there is still that kind of that yeah. you know that breadiness, but still crisp and very refreshing and very tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. You hit it on the head. Uh, maybe it doesn't have as much of a creamy mouthfeel as it's saying on the yeah, I, on I the description, really but uh, yeah, it's you know your Miller maybe like a step above, like a just a tiny step above a Miller Light. Like it's you know if you want to spend up a little bit, you want to get a little fancy yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, this was um like I said earlier, this was one of my favorite beers. I in uh, when it's very I was good. in college, I used. Used to pick up twelve packs of this all the time, and of course had to pick up a twelve pack for this one because I couldn't find a six pack. <laughs> oh darn! <laughs> oh darn! More beer in my in my fridge in my house. Hey, God a, damn! You got a bigger fridge now. You know it's it's more know. space to fill up. I need a second fridge now. <laughs> We're working on. It. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to donate to Rob's fridge fund? Um, food pairing wise, Rob, what uh, what would you go with? I mean, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that can go with it. I I do like the idea of a burger though, something like really hearty. I kind of maybe even with a fried egg if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, kind of like uh, your typical kind of brunch burger with mm-hmm. bacon and eggs on it. Um, but something very hearty I think goes well with it just because of how light it is. Uh, I'm going to stick with the theme of St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to go Okay. with a corned beef Reuben. They could be perfect together. You can't go wrong. Um you know, especially with it being a lot lighter, four five four point five percent. You know, it's you're not going to get that heavy feeling from it. Where you know you can you can kind of eat a little heavier with it. Uh, right. Get a nice uh, side of fresh kettle cooked fries and a pickles beer. Yep. I think you got yourself a pretty great uh, pretty great lunch there. I I want a Reuben now. Like the, <laughs> no, that's what I'm going to think about, and I might have to get one after this. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Time of year wise, I mean, it can be any time, but when's your most optimal time? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is very pretty much year round, but um, I guess 
Uh, I, I do kind of like it in the springtime. I mean, spring or summer, I do like it more in the warmer months just because of how light it is and refreshing it is. So, um, yeah, kind of spring to summertime. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I, th- I think probably spring just because it is like, again, like St. Patrick's Day. That's like kind of the official start of spring for a lot of people. Right. Uh, we so, just had so the that... first official day yesterday, and it's oh yeah, it's a beautiful day today. I'm probably a perfect day to drink some harp, actually. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, t- just looking out the window, it's uh, it's a gorgeous day, 61 degrees. Uh, Can't ask for much more. Have that on the porch, delicious. Um, Score wise, Rob, what are we going with? Oh man, this one is always always solid. I am gonna go with a 4.81. Wow, very high, but starting high. But I mean, it, I agree. Like it oh, is. Oh, I'm sorry. It, no, I wanted to. I'm sorry. I meant to say three point eight one. Wow. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. Doesn't love you that much. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a. I, I'm trying to remember. What, let me see what I scored Miller Lite at because I think I set a step above Miller Lite. So I can say, although I think I gave Miller Lite a five. So who knows. Let's take a look at the score sheet. Yeah. I gave it a 4.52. You know what? I'll give Harp a 4.53. Okay. Like I said, a tiny step above. I, you know, it's just, I think it's a perfect beer. You don't really see it on tap or on menus as much anymore, I think. No, you don't. It, uh, it, it's it, a bit more niche. It did, I don't want to say it died a little bit, but I guess, um, yeah, I mean, even in liquor stores, you kind of got to search around for yeah. it. Like, they were actually sold out of it at, at the Binnie's I went to. I had to go to a grocery store to actually get it. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I you only I feel like you only really see it at Irish restaurants. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you are other places, it's not going to be on tab. It's going to be in a bottle. Right. Um, yeah, yeah I really, I rarely, even when, even when it was really big, like, I rarely saw it on yeah. tab. Um, it's, but per- it's enjoyable. I assume you probably find it a lot more, um, you know, overseas, probably in Europe and most likely, yeah. Well, especially you know, since it's not a part of Guinness anymore, it probably hurt it a little bit. So, right, understandable. Um, okay. Any last notes on Harp, Rob? Uh, that's it for me. All righty, let's move on to Guinness Baltimore Blonde. If you want to go ahead and give the description. All righty. So we knew Guinness had a blonde ale before. Um, so I'm I'm very curious to see if this will be any different. But anyways. Uh, Irish tradition meets American spirit in Guinness Blonde. Complex and flavorful, light floral, uh, and alive with citrus. This beer is perfectly balanced with a lingering malt and a biscuity finish. It's the coming together of vibrant flavors of character drawn from both sides of the pond, and it's come a long way to get there. So we know that, I, I forget what year it was, but it was recently that Guinness did want to come overseas and open up one of their own breweries in the United States. I remember when that was rumored, I was like, please, Chicago, please, <laughs> Chicago. Like, we have a big Irish population. Yeah. <laughs> Just please come to Chicago. And I thought, well, if it's not us, it'll probably be Boston. Yeah, I was kind of surprised likely. by Baltimore. That is, Yeah, that is uh interesting choice. I don't, I don't know if it's a big Irish place, but... Yeah, I, but I guess maybe it had to be somewhere out east, you know, kind of... Um, Close to the ports. Right, yeah. right. Maybe, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Interesting. Uh, take a look at the bottle here. So you do get that Maryland flag background. I like Maryland's flag. It's gaudy, but it's awesome. <laughs> uh, you got the Maryland colors. I mean, 
pretty easygoing with the Guinness logo in the middle. Kind of a little German looking. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah, I kind of get similar, German vibes. From, similar color scheme. Yeah. From the Maryland flag. But yeah. And then you see the. Um, so you had St. James Gates in, you know, Dublin. This one's called Open Gates in Baltimore, Maryland. So Open Gate Brewery is the name of the Guinness facility. Interesting. So kind of interesting. Um, 5% ABV. Let's take a look at the beer itself. A little bit darker than Harp, obviously. Yep. Definitely more Ooh, golden. <laughs> Smell-wise, that is much, much stronger. Mm. Kind of honestly has the Guinness smell. A little bit. Um, I actually kind of sense more of like, like this might have a little bit of a creamy type of taste I, to it. Yeah, I think, I think definitely this will tones. be, yeah, definitely picking up on that. Especially like just getting those original Guinness Stout vibes from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but Rob, there's only one way to find out. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Very bubbly going down, actually. A lot more bubbly than I thought it would be. Um, definitely, definitely tasty. It, it, I'm trying to like pinpoint taste. I'm feeling the feel. Um, I feel like the mouthfeel is kind of like a German pilsner in the sense that it is very carbonated and very mm -hmm. bubbly. Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely. I would definitely say creamer than Harp, which said it was a creamy yeah, mouthfeel. Right. Right. Um, um, I kind of get to get another swig of this just because, you know, there were, it mentions notes of citrus and I didn't really, I guess, pick up. I, I'm picking up on like a, like, it's very faint, but I think more floral, I would say is probably where it's leaning. I, I, yeah. More floral and bready. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, maybe a bit more like a weedy, weedy taste. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I would say so too. Kind of a, like a slight weedy, uh, uh, Maybe slight, even bitter aftertaste I actually get on the back of my tongue. Yes, it, it's something that is it's good, but I just I don't think you can probably have more than two or three just because of it is a little bit of a bitter taste. It is mm -hmm. a strong taste, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Um, um, it's probably, it's, I don't think it's as light and refreshing, excuse me, as good. light and refreshing as harp, I would say. I would, yeah, I would agree. I think... Um, Crushability wise and sitting on a patio wise, I'd rather go with Harp over Baltimore Blonde. I would um, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's think, a fine beer. Yeah, I think it's a perfectly fine beer. I think if you're a fan of kind of a lighter, lighter beer like myself, I think you'll enjoy. Uh, five. I don't know if we said five percent ABV. Yep. Very light and easy drinking. Food pairing wise, Rob, what uh, what would you go with? So I guess I gotta kind of stick with uh, with Irish food. Um, I guess just because of you know it's still kind of light. I, I I'm gonna go with the uh, the one that I'm gonna go with the Reuben that you said on the last beer. I'm gonna pair it with this. Okay. I think just because uh, if you're like me, I want my Reuben doused in Thousand Island dressing. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't know there was a way to not do that. I know there are places that do that. And I'm like. Where's the Thousand Island? <laughs> like, you're missing, like, one of the best parts of the Reuben. It's the crucial part. Yes. And kind of mixed with that Swiss kind of, I think, really perfectly pairs with kind of the slight, actually creamy taste that I get from Baltimore Blonde. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going to go with that. I dig it. I dig it. Um, you know, I, I think just with, like, the, I think the flavor is a little bit overpowering. So I don't know if, I don't know if I'd want to go with, like, more of a meal. Okay. Just because, uh, you know, 
I think I think the taste buds might get a little. I don't know. Why. I'll go with. Uh, I mean, it's, I just thought it's, about it's it probably rude to go potatoes for Irish, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, let's go mashed potatoes. Do they okay. do that in Ireland? I don't know, but we're going to do it. They anyway. do like their. Uh, they like the kind of just kind of diced or cut, diced potatoes. Like potatoes. Well, I'm going to go mashed potatoes. Screw them. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, like a nice bowl, mashed potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes. Sour cream? Yeah, yeah, you get a little sour cream, you get a little chives on there. Yeah. You know, spruce it up a little bit, but, uh, you know, kind of something starchy. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I was also thinking, um, you know, maybe you didn't want to go like a full Reuben, like full meal. Something that's kind of popular at one of the places near us, Warren's does, uh, uh, Corned beef egg rolls. So it's Ooh, basically like yes. a Reuben wrapped in an egg roll. And I think that would be perfect with it, too. I wish I knew how to make those. Me, too. Because those things are delicious. Might have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust our cooking skills. Yeah. <laughs> Rob and I just learned how to pour cereal. So, <laughs> uh, Time of your wise, Rob, what would you what would you go with? Um. You know, I, I really thought I was going to pick kind of the summer for this, but I'm actually almost getting a slight fall vibe to I, it. I think this is a good, like, tailgating beer. Yeah. Um, Just because it kind of, you know, that slight bitterness kind of gives me more of, like, I, I kind of associate bitter beers with, like, fall time or kind of colder months. Right. Um, I think it even, I don't want to say it goes down warm, but it just kind of gives me the vibe of, yeah, I like tailgates. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, like, I don't think you're going to be pounding you know, three or four of these, but, you know, you're just kind of have a chill tailgate, you know, you're at like a Bears game, even though people shouldn't spend money on the Bears anymore. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're like sitting in lot C and you got, you just got like a, you know, it's like you and a couple of friends and you're just like, hey, you know, like, let's just have a couple of easy beers. We don't get too fucked up. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fall. Yeah. I, I definitely am getting a lot of fall vibes. Uh, score wise for Baltimore Blonde. Rob. Um, so I said 3.81 for Harp. Uh, this, yeah, this one's definitely going to be much lower. I, I remember original Guinness Blonde and I really liked it. That was really solid. I, I, I think I like that more than this one. I'm going to go 3.43. Yeah, it, it's an enjoyable beer. Um, I feel like I probably shouldn't give Harp like as high of a score just because, I don't know why, but it just feels wrong to have a four point five three. Right. But um, but I'm not, I'm not changing that. But yeah, it's 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 good. But again, I just I don't see myself drinking multiple. It's not something I'm gonna go in the store and be like, oh my god, I gotta get a Baltimore Blonde. Right. Um, I'll give it a two point nine one. Okay. I think it's enjoyable, but uh, I think there are better beers out there. Right. Uh, any last notes here on Baltimore Blonde? That's it for me. All righty. Let's do Guinness Drift Stout. Rob, do you want me to pour this or give it the description? Uh, man. You know what? I, I'll trust you with the pour. Okay. Right. You just got to let it sit a little bit after you crack it. All right. Is there a dying animal inside? <laughs> Uh, rich and creamy, distinctively black, velvety in its finish. This iconic beer is defined by harmony. Sip after sip, sweet counters bitter as the malt arrives on cue to nice complement. Thank you. Complement a base of roasted barley, 
just as the unmistakable white head sits flush atop the dark beer. So do the flavors counter and combine perfectly. This is our greatest innovation, truly unique, perfectly balanced, the way things should be. No, made of more. <laughs> As often should be. Alrighty. So, if you don't know what Guinness's cam looks like, I don't know I, where you've been. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, you know, it's a classic look. It, it is. It is synonymous. I'll let you hold it. Yep. Um, yeah, you just got, you got the big gold harp. Um you got the the golden rims around yeah, the golden it. rims. It's it's a very classy, sleek looking can. It is. Uh, it it makes me think of the Godfather actually. It, when I look at it. It does have very Godfather <laughs> vibes, and I like the message on the top here: "Best enjoyed poured into a glass." Yes, which that, is absolutely true. Uh, I love that we did give it a sec for it to kind of uh, yeah, you got to rest up. Yep. Um, and uh, you get that perfectly like pillow type of head to it. it yeah. Um, I guess I, I was looking at the website. Their cans used to be red. Really? For it. It's I, really strange. I have a hard time seeing that. I know, right? That's, <laughs> Can't just... They made I, a good decision switching yeah. to the black look. Yes. Um, well, I'm surprised by this. 4.2%. Yeah. Did not know it was that light. It is. Um, and uh, that's why... That's one of the reasons I love it. I. It, it's weird. It's... For me, it's that beer. If you had to pick one beer you think you could drink someone under the table with, what would you pick? Um, I mean, I have a bit of a higher tolerance than some others, so I'll go. <laughs> I mean, like I, I could probably do some harder ones, but I'll go. I'm Miller Lite's too easy to say. I'll go. I'll go anti-hero. I think. Okay. I think if we like did a case race, I'd, I'd destroy you. You would. <laughs> you would. And mine would be Guinness, which is weird to think because it's a stout, but. Like Joe said, it is actually low in ABV, four point two percent. Well, especially you know, um, I think I think Brian had brought this up about how like back in the day with the last outs, like you know, like the monks and stuff, they were very low ABV because you know it was like they would fast and stuff like that. So you don't want to be, and, I, and you know, I kind of like that they didn't go along the same lines as a stout trend now, where it's like six to nine percent ABV on right. these things. Right. You know, it, and especially I think they know. Their biggest time of the year is a time where everybody is drinking themselves silly. So 4.2% is probably a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's take a look at the beer. Yeah, I, you know, Black as night. Black as night. Dark as, dark as day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can kind of hold it under the light. There is a slight... You do get like that kind of like reddish yeah. kind of hue, uh, amber kind of hue. No, it is red. I mean, they even describe it on their website as kind of a slight reddish hue, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because I always thought, really? Like I look at it and it's black as night, but you hold it up to the light, it is actually a little lighter than you would think. Uh, uh, spell is, I mean, like, you know, I think I've said it a few times on the show, like some of my biggest problems with stouts is like sometimes the smell is... Smell and taste is too reliant upon, like, that coffee smell. Right. I think this is a nice, subtle smell. Like, you do get yep. that roasty kind of coffee. The roasted malts type of smell. Yeah. Um, it actually, it's kind of weird. Whenever I smell it, it reminds me of pretzels. I don't know why. I just always get that. I'm getting tiramisu on my mind, but. but I, that would go perfectly. It's, it's a very nice smell. Um I don't know if I do a candle. I don't know if I could live in that smell. Yeah, but it isn't like it's just a very enjoyable smelling beer. I'm gonna bathe in it. That's what I'm gonna do. 
That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob, uh, for the one time only this year. Well, actually, I already drank one this year, but cheers. Cheers. <laughs> There's one only way to way. find out. Yes. <laughs> so good that is so good and you don't have to finish it i understand (laughs) you've watched me do a lot of irish car bombs oh yeah you know i'm a finisher (laughs) um i like um i do love how perfectly balanced it is there is a little sweetness i think you get on the front of your tongue and then on the back of your tongue some more roasted malts Mm -hmm. to kind of balance it all over it you get a creamy type of mouthfeel to it just coats your mouth this is kind of why we decided, you know, I thought for a sec to drink it first, but I was like, no, we're going to ruin the other beers. If yeah, we do that. no, this is a, uh, this is a palate destroyer at times. Yes. And I even, I love the aftertaste of it too. Cause it, it just, like I said, it coats your mouth, you know, with the, with the foam and the, uh, yeah, with the foam. But I think also the taste kind of coats your mouth and kind of sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I think it does have that creamy mouthfeel, but it also has that like very smooth, like kind of, kind of drinks a little bit like a, like a lager at times, like just, yes. just how smooth it is. Um, you know, it's again, it's. I am not a stout guy. I am not going to seek this out. I have my one Guinness a year during St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Sometimes Bailey's and Jameson is thrown in there and drink very quickly um, <laughs> before it curdles. <laughs> before it curdles. <laughs> um, but it's it's a perfectly fine beer, and I think, you know, uh, if you're a stout person like this, is obviously going to be the go-to. It's... Absolutely. I mean, it's just – and every year I always try to uh, try different Irish stouts. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get to my other beer news, but Buckle Down release one. Um, uh, Breckenridge has, has a decent one too. And then every time, though, I just – I compare it to Guinness, and it just never compares. Like it's just – it's, it's top notch. It's the kingmaker. It's it, it, it really is. It's uh, what everyone tries to strive to do for their absolutely. for their stouts. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> it's you know kind of like the Miller Light of the light beer industry. Like everyone's right. kind of trying to chase Miller Light with their taste. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm being nice. I know. <laughs> I know you are. I I've never like <laughs> fully hated Guinness. Is just I I just he's just really, not a stout. Person. I'm not a stout guy. I think I was scarred the first time I bought a Guinness. I was not aware there was a night like the nitro widget. I was not aware of that. So like when I heard it and I was drinking, I was like, "Is there something in my beer? Or like, did I win something? Is that like like was it a production error?" And I literally was it like a thumb like that friend said. That's what I was. I, I like had just watched that episode, so I was like, "Oh my god!" Is this? So I I poured it out and I and I, cu- I cut open the can to get it, and I was like. What the fuck is this thing? And I looked up online. It's like, is there supposed to be a ball in the Guinness can? And they reassured me it was. I wonder how many times that's been Googled. I'd be curious. It came up pretty quickly when I Googled it. So I think I'm not the only one. Um, It's unsettling at times. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, it's, you know, I think it's a good, you know, I can enjoy one. I mean, not like, like, oh my God, this is great. But it's, it's a perfectly fine beer. Very easy drinking. Um, food pairing wise, Rob, what would you pair this with? So I'm going to kind of go with the Irish classic and that is corned beef and cabbage. Um, I also kind of, with mine, I like throwing in a little side of Kosla, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. pairs well with that creamy type of taste with Guinness and maybe even a side of Irish soda bread. Ooh. 
do love me some Irish soda bread. So I think it just kind of all pairs perfectly together. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think this is kind of one of those unique stouts that, like, it probably can go with most things. Yes. Uh, Rob, I am a little disappointed that you didn't say Whopper. <laughs> I was waiting for this. I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Having drank it, Rob, I still disagree. I don't think a Whopper would be that great with, with this. <laughs> um, yeah, it, but again, like, I... I do think it could go well with, like, certain kind of burgers, depending on what you're putting on it. Yeah, kind of, like, more, like, a char-grilled type yeah. of burger, I think. Yeah. Um, I think would pair better with it than probably a Burger King burger. But <laughs> I was trying to think of a beer for every burger that we did that day. <laughs> I gave you the out. <laughs> I gave you drink options. It didn't have to just be beer. Um, yeah, I, you know, I guess I have to choose something. I'll go with. Were you still thinking the tiramisu then? No, I think I was just thinking more of the smell than anything else. I don't know if I would drink this with dessert. I mean, I could, but I feel like it'd be better enjoyed with... Yeah, it's not as sweet. I think I get more yeah. like kind of like a salty vibe to it. Right, yeah. You maybe know, There's a lot of stouts that have more of a sweet taste to it, and I, um, right. this one's different. Maybe, uh... Oh, man. I think I used corned beef Reuben too early. <laughs> Um, you fuck the corned beef egg rolls. We'll just go with a hamburger. Fuck it. Yeah, and I mean, it, Rob, it, Rob it, it works. It, Rob put it way better than I did. So, <laughs> um, follow his lead on this one. Time of year wise, Rob. I mean, I'm, I mean, you could drink it anytime. I assume. I could drink it year round. I typically don't drink it in the summer that much. So I'm gonna go everything but summer. Okay. I think optimal time. Like I think usually with stouts, you think like oh winter because it's gonna be warmer. But again, it's 4.2% ABV. You don't really feel heavy when you're drinking it. No. Uh, I'm going to go, um, you know, obviously, again, St. Patrick's Day time. Like, I'm going to go springtime. Weather, weather's still a little cold, still sweater weather. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll give you a, a, a decent enough warm blanket yeah. as you go through the day. Absolutely. Score-wise, Rob, I think you have to give this a five. It, it is a five. This is your I, first ever five. I, I knew I was going to give it a five all week long because <laughs> the only thing I've really been drinking this past few weeks has been Guinness, and I'm like, yeah, it's a five. Every time I crack it open, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. It I would have been disappointed if you didn't give this a five. It is, um, I mean, like they say in the description, just for me, it just tastes perfectly balanced. And for me, it is that beer I think I could drink someone under the table with. You got me beat. I can give you that. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. I think it's a you know it's a perfectly fine beer. It's not one I'm gonna keep going back to. I I stick to my like one, maybe two every year. Right. Uh, I don't really drink it outside of St. Patrick's Day. I'll go three point five seven. Okay. It's okay. a nice right in the middle score. Very very modest. Yes. I mean it's practically like a it. five on my like stout scale. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, essentially, it's on a curve. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's an enjoyable beer. Yep. Uh, let's move on to our last one. This one, I'm not going to be so kind to. Guinness yeah. Extra Stout. <laughs> uh, I'll let you pour. Yeah, get that. Alrighty, Guinness Extra Stout. As deep as Guinness Extra Stout color is its taste. Crisp barley cuts through hops. A bite... Sorry. A bite draws you in. Bold flavors linger. Bitter... Mary's Sweet, a rich, refreshing taste brewed with skill, 
built to last. They they wrote that really weirdly. Yeah, that was kind of... Is this uh, like a haiku they were trying to go for? A bite Like, it's like three-word sentences. Yeah, you're right. That is really strange. And that is straight from the Guinness website, as with all the other information. That Holy shit. Brought uh, this one's another surprise. 5.6 ABV? Yeah. For an extra stout? For an extra stout. Guinness keeps it real. Um... <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a look at this. Is this the bottle? Yeah. yeah, that's the bottle. So classic look. Classic look. Um, not really anything to write home about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of, I think it's more classy looking than most of the other Guinness beers just because maybe just color, because of the color scheme and it's, it's a stubby bottle or, yeah. well, it's not a stubby bottle, but it's a, uh, it's, it's a stubby bottle. Smaller neck. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's maybe not like your usual stubby bottle, but it's definitely a shorter. Short neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a short neck bottle. Yeah. Um, the the logo is kind of like a, not like the super fancy restaurant, but like the place where you probably can't wear shorts and a t-shirt too. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't talk about with Baltimore Blonde, which I actually like with the bottles is you have Arthur Guinness's signature embroidered. Oh, that's bottle. pretty, I did not realize that. And that's really cool. Um, but yeah, kind of, you know, looking at the logo, it kind of does give you that 1759 type of vibe to it. It, it, it does. It does. Uh, this one doesn't have quite as good of a foam head as, uh, you know, it's definitely not as creamy as Guinness original. No. If you hold it up to the light, I don't think it's as much as a red hue, so it definitely is going to be a little darker. Yeah. Smell-wise, I wouldn't say significantly more roasty, but it's... More roasty than definitely uh, Guinness original. Yeah, but Rob, fuck you for this. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Cheers. Cheers. Oh wow. Okay, it's not that bad. Wow. What? What? I mean, you get like oh, it's as it's sitting, it's a lot more like coffee taste to it, yeah, or, like roasty taste. It's definitely a more bitter. Right. Uh, type of but uh, it's it's slow and subtle it's not you know yep. it's not like right at you right in the right in your face but i it's like not, that because uh, it kind of builds up yeah it kind of yeah. takes a sec to kick in it's a slow like yeah it's a slow build slow to, burn. Uh, it's a sl- slow burn um it it's yeah. kind of like it's, it's kind of like yeah it's like extra extra guinness without the creaminess because you know it's not nitro right yeah yeah it's just uh I get, yeah, it has like a it has a little bit more carbonation to it. it Obviously, does. since it is a nitro, like you definitely get a little bit more of that. Maybe. Yeah, it definitely is. Perhaps I was too harsh on you. Um, <laughs> Not when I um I don't remember it actually being that carbonated. Actually, the first time I had it, but interesting. Yeah, it definitely, it is similar to Guinness Original in the way it is going to kind of coat your mouth. It, Still. it does, yeah. Um, you know, it's that taste is going to linger. I think definitely for this one, though, you know, as opposed to original style, I think you're really not going to want to eat much with this. I think, yeah, I think this one is a very specific kind of food group that I'm going to go with. Um, but we will we'll get to that in a second, I guess. Let me, let me finish this real quick. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not as bad as you thought it would be. No, I well, when I, I hear extra, I, I you know when I when I saw the five point six, I was a little bit better with it, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was worried. <laughs> well, I guess I got I got to bring out coffee now. The no coffee, right? Don't push your luck. 
<laughs> no, it's it, it's very enjoyable. Um, I'll, I'll I'll kick it off with the food pairing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think definitely just with a little bit more of that roasty taste, and I think it it does stick a little longer than original. Um, I'm thinking you know, kind of like a dark chocolate, yeah, know, milk chocolate kind of thing. Uh, if you want to do like a chocolate covered almonds or something like that, get oh, a little yeah. salty sweet action going. I that, think that'd be uh, I think that'd be a really good mix. I I really like that. That's yeah. a that's a really nice. Because this is probably going to be more of like your indoor beer, like you're you're watching a movie tonight, like just going to chill. Yeah, absolutely. Going to have. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually I am going to kind of go. Well, this isn't going to be hearty, but um, uh, the reason I say it is just because my wife makes it every year for St. Patrick's Day, and she she uses extra stout for it, and that is Guinness Stew. And Guinness stew is really good. I mean, she uses really big chunks of beef in it. You had the big really carrot well. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just really, I think it, it just pairs perfectly into the, into the stew real well, just because of that dark roasty, um, you get, or you get more of that extra dark roasty taste than you normally would with normal Guinness. Yeah. And, sure. you know, still kind of has a little bit of a warm finish that just, I think works really well with with the stew. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I think especially some of the harder elements will, like you said, like kind of cook into it, so it'll right, it'll taste a little bit better. Yep. I mean, not that it tastes terrible by any stretch of the mean. Uh, time of year wise, <laughs> I mean, winter probably. Yeah, it's, it's the just, winter time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you uh, still get a heavier kind of feel despite it being five point six percent. Right. I know. I think Carolyn's going to make it next week, but I think. One of the days is supposed to drop back down to like the forties again, so it'll be okay for that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Score wise, Rob, how high are we going? Uh, this one is going to break into the fours. This one is going to be a four point one nine for me. Yeah, um, it's a good beer. It's not great. Now, here's the big test. Are you going to rank this higher than Guinness Original? I'm thinking about it. I'm th- you know what? It probably doesn't do its service to do this, but I'm going to give it the same score as Guinness Original. Okay. 3.57, I think. They're oh, both man. enjoyable. But I can't put it up to you. It, like, I, I can't put you to the task, like, which one is better to you? Or which one you prefer? <sighs> I think if... I mean, I guess it also depends on the setting. If we're out and about, it's going to be original. Okay. But if we were like, if we were just like chilling, like having some drinks on the patio, I would go with the extra stout. Okay. Uh, like, just like because, a bonfire type. Yeah, like, yeah, like a bonfire. I think uh, in a in like a kind of a coldish slash warm setting, I think that's going to be better. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's perfectly fine beer. I don't hate it, but I'm also not going to seek it out. I agree, and I'm. I love this beer, but I usually probably only drink it one or two times a year. It, yeah, it, I mean, I just, yeah, I think more times than not, you're going to go back to the Guinness original well than you are the stout well. 100%. You're probably only going to have one of the extra stout. Right. Whereas Guinness original, you could drink a six pack pretty easily. Absolutely. Um, any last notes on any of the beers, Rob? Uh, no, uh, that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it was a good bunch. 
I think uh, I think I'm surprised Baltimore Blonde is the lowest. But... Yeah, I was actually shocked by that as well. Um, yeah, I, good good group. It wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> I think the coffee would have pushed it though. <laughs> it, it definitely would have. It would it would have pushed Joe below the ones if we did the coffee one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are very right. Uh, all right, let's move on to in other beer news, Rob. What'd you drink this week? So, uh, real quick, I did try the nitro coffee, the Guinness nitro coffee. Uh, it, it tastes like ass. It smelled like heaven. Not as good as the Guinness original. So I, you know, I probably it's. I, I would say it's. Um, you know, if I'm like Joe said, I'm I'm going back to the well. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking Guinness original over this, but it is very good. Um, you know, it, it kind of tastes like more of like a St. Patrick's Day morning type of beer, you know, maybe mm. I'm, um, you know, I had my coffee and then I, well, I want to try, or I want to drink Guinness Nitro coffee. Uh, other one I had was, I mentioned earlier, Buckle Down has the Shane, which was solid, um, but it's, it's not nitro, so it's not quite that creamy finish, but, uh, still a solid Irish stout. Um, and then for me, my... My wife and I went to Milk Money Brewing Wednesday to do a, their first beer dinner, which was really cool. Uh, we tried, I believe, like five different beers uh, just to kind of run through them real quick. There was Queen Takes the Pawn, which was actually my absolute favorite. It was an English pub ale, very similar to Boston Lager, actually. Oh. It was very tasty. Definitely would pick it up again. Uh, and then... We had the LaGrange Lager, which I have mentioned that one on the show before. Uh, Syndicate, which was a very juicy, hazy IPA. Uh, Occasional Bluff, was, which actually I thought was a little bit better because it kind of had a more of a dry finish. Mulligan's Irish Red, which I mentioned that I think the week before. And the last one was Brawler, which was their Porter, which was really good. And I did pick up a four-pack to take home with that. But the cool thing was your meal was five courses each course was paired with those beers. Uh, the first one was that was paired with the English ale was they had it was called Scotch eggs, and what that was it was kind of like a hard boiled egg wrapped in meat, and then breaded and fried. Huh. It was really good. What kind of meat? That I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's best what you I, don't ask. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it was tasty. Um, I think it. Might have been like a prosciutto. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Very solid. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, let me know the next time they have it. I'll uh, I'll join you. Yes. And <laughs> the other cool thing was, uh, you know, I kept thinking the entire time. I, my wife probably didn't love to hear this, but it was like, I wish, like, I want to go to this with Joe. <laughs> like, I want to do this with Joe because it would be perfect to talk about on the podcast. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the head brewer was there. I'm not as good to look at, though. That, <laughs> yeah. They... <laughs> Uh, but the head brewer was there, which was really cool. Uh, and then the two brothers who started up the brewery, uh, were there. I mean, one guy had a, uh, business aspirations. The other guy was, uh, was a cook and they were, they both loved beer. So they needed someone to brew it. So they brought in this other guy who was the master brewer and they all came around to everyone's table. He was able to talk to them, meet them, all that, ask them about the beer, ask them about the food. Really cool experience. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Another reason why I definitely we should go. Yeah, I do. Get our (laughs) our food out there. Awesome. Uh, Anything else that you you tried? That's it for me. Cool. Awesome, yeah. Um, 
So I have two pieces of news, but I'll I'll share one. And I'll save one for next week, just because I I didn't expect to have different beer new beers by then, but things happen. Um, <laughs> so I had Revolution Nelson Hero. Uh, you know, it was part of their league. I think it was like League of Heroes Pack Twelve or something like that. Uh, but slightly hazy, but it had a nice kind of piney tropical aftertaste. It's a solid beer. It's not going to be one to like seek out. But if they have it on tap again, when I go to Revolution, which fingers crossed soon, um, I think it, I think it'll taste really good. Solid addition to the Hero family. Uh, and then I saw it at the at the liquor store when I went. I had to get it. Sam Adams Wicked Easy. You want me to do Wicked Easy? Yeah, um, I can't do it. <laughs> I I I was I was thinking between either Wicked Easy or Wicked Hazy, but with the nice weather, figured probably Wicked Easy would go a little bit better. And I really like this beer. Really enjoyable, and I think it's a perfect summer beer. It's made wow. with Sam 76, which I know you really like. Um, wow. But, yeah, very light and easy drinking. Uh, kind of a lemony, citrus taste at the end of it, but it was it was really enjoyable. So I, um, might even be like a replacement for us for a summer ale because we're not the biggest fans of summer. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think I think it's an improvement upon their summer ale. Um, yeah, it, very enjoyable, especially with the weather being so nice this weekend um it was it was very enjoyable uh and then uh i'll go with, i'll go with this one uh so kind of you know big push for diversity in the um bre- brewing industry especially the craft brewing industry so bronx brewery they are partnering with beer culture uh to begin a paid internship program working uh you know working to improve diversity the internship will be Two months and available to six individuals from the uh, oh god I always forget the uh, black indigenous people of color uh, and recently incarcerated communities. So you know, just kind of giving those people those shots, getting a little bit more interest in it. You know, I think stereotypically, oh, I, I mean, actually, fact wise, like I think eighty seven percent of craft brewers are owned by white people. So. Uh, you know, improving that and getting more people involved, bringing different tastes to that. I mean, I think that's a really great thing to do, and especially it being paid, that's definitely going to help a lot of people want to get into that and springboard from there. Wow! Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on some of those breweries. I mean, it's more out east, so but hopefully, hopefully, you know, if, if it's successful, it kind of makes its way through. You know, especially Chicago with it being such a large craft brewing industry. Right. You know, adding that. It'll make its more. way out here then. Yeah. Or we'll, we'll just have to venture out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we got PTO saved up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that I'll, I'll share my other one next week just because we're getting close to the end of time here. And I don't know if I'll have a, a beer by then. So. Right. Need to keep it. Uh, anything else, Rob, before we close things up? I think that's it for me. Cool beans. All right, so let's take a look at the schedule here. So, Rob, we're approaching 50 episodes. Uh, the Cinco de Mayo show is going to be our 50th episode. But next week, our schedule kind of got, like, moved around a little bit just with, uh, you know, life stuff and everything. So, yeah. well, we don't know exactly Rob and I will talk about when we finish recording. But some point this week, we'll do uh, our Oberon Day. We'll have Oberon. I had that this weekend. Yeah, it's already out. It's already I couldn't out. believe it. I, I had heard Bells wanted to get it out early. Yeah. So it's like, you know, because they can't do their normal 
beer, uh, you know, over on celebration. So makes sense. Um, so we'll have that two hearted and whatever else be fine. Uh, and then we'll do the non alcoholic beers, but uh, till then, you know, keep listening. We'll we'll have we'll have a lot of good shows. We we got a lot of stuff, especially with Rob and I being fully vaccinated at that point. Yep. We'll start doing some uh, some more outdoor stuff and everything. So get out fun. and about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob, anything else that you want to share before we close out? That's it for me. Alrighty, cool. Let's close this shindig out. So, as always, we invite you to try these beers along with us. Please do so responsibly. Continue to wear a mask. And, as always, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.